two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. I have a new uh, Okay, all right. So just already, I I need to get into this because we talked about this last week. We're talking about your giant of a dude who shot put 20 pounds, uh, 70, whatever feet it was. Yeah, Ryan Krauser. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Today, I, it wasn't, it it wasn't, we won't call it a clean shot put. Okay. But today, I shot put um, a box with 160 pounds of potatoes in it, 10 feet. And I know it's 10 feet because I was throwing out trash and there's a bunch of like moldy ass bags of potatoes in this banana box (laughs) and it weighed 160 pounds and I took it in my one hand and just honked it. (laughs) And as I honked it, like it flew the like span of the, the, the chute of the trash compactor hit the back wall and then bounced in (laughs) and that's eight feet. Oh yeah. yeah, That's, that's an extra two. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) I'm a goddamn animal. <laughs> yeah, no, truly, truly. Well, and yeah, because I know sometimes people roll their eyes at the uh, um, Guinness Book of World Records uh, and like, do we do we really need to see who's the best at uh, how many hard-boiled eggs they can eat in 60 seconds or, um, yeah, like most uh, pairs of jeans folded... Uh, you, but but truly, it, that that's also like yet another version of uh, there are many wonders of man on 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 Earth, but none but none is more wonderful than man. Because yeah, who you very well could have the world record for longest um, uh, <laughs> sack of potatoes toss banana box full of potatoes. Yeah, over a hundred pounds division. You know, so so that that's a possibility. Well, well, because and listeners, lest you think we are wasting food, we're not. These are gross, green, sad, moldy. So yeah. just real quick, produce corner, earliest produce corner in the history of any two wizards oh, podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this time of the year is the worst time of the year for potatoes because this is all the leftover crop from last year they're trying to blow through. Oh yeah, and we are throwing away upwards of like two to three hundred pounds of potatoes a day because they're just not edible. They're, yeah, they turn green, they get poisonous. That's all there is to it. Like, right. well, yeah, and but, uh, coincidentally enough, uh, we had to throw some potatoes out uh, of our household. They were starting to smell bad and kind of go. But granted, we had those for like four months, so it's not it's not quite the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were just like hanging in a cloth bag in our uh, larder downstairs, and like every time I was like you know like go downstairs to change the laundry or you know pick up a can of spaghetti sauce uh, from the pantry, be like man the sewer gas coming up from the grate sure is sure is rank today. Nope, just bag of rotting potatoes. That's all it was. <laughs> there was nothing like that smell either. Like yeah, it was it was pretty gnarly. But yeah, so so truly like not only I, I think not only can you lay claim. Uh, to this record, but uh, you know how in Scotland they have the Highland Games, right? And and uh, and uh, they have the the caber toss, right? Like yeah. big telephone. Yeah, yeah. You just invented the tater toss, so <laughs> we'll. Uh, I'm sure that we'll see that in the 2024 Olympics because they've added everything else. It's <laughs> <laughs> just running out of sports. No one likes volleyball. What else we got? Ah, okay. uh, 
Uh, these these two wizards are talking about potato tosses. I don't think get, get it, get them. Get it. We'll have someone design a, a graphic and uh, and uh, make little pins. So, <laughs> oh, oh, see there, he's that's a modified African stance he's taking. Oh, but he turned left instead of right. Nope, no, no, that's a Patty's lamentation throw. Oh, there, oh, beautiful. He he couldn't have asked for a better toss. Oh. Oh, all that 10 is. feet into the compactor, bounced off the back wall. Oh, he got two taters back. Oh, that's an extra throw for him. He's mm-hmm. He's got to be glad with that one there, Jerry. Oh, I don't know why I'm getting more and more Irish. <laughs> well, you you had me at Patty's Lament. Truly an inspiring display of potato toss and here at the first ever drunken Irish game. And looks like the judges, uh, well, looks like they're having a bit of a tink over it. So I'll just have to see what they finally give them there. Uh, but... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I think this is well, and and oddly, again, uh, oddly kind of prescient as to what our what this topic, what this episode is going to be about. But once again, welcome everybody to the wild, wacky world of Two Wizards podcast. Here we are one more time. Uh, I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And I'm Mark, and I'm a wizard. I'm going to say this now because I couldn't, I didn't have the foresight to say it now. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I paid you two boys to podcast, not talking around like a bunch of Dublin City Irish. I, I don't know. We'll try that later. Yeah, something, something like that. I think we're coming off the honeymoon of our one year anniversary and our special Ode to Man Part Two episode. Um, but the honeymoon hasn't ended. No, it's going to keep going. We're still uh, out there on um, the beaches of Hawaii and uh, drinking Mai Tais and uh, uh, holding hands as we're watching the sun uh, peak in the air because entire year honeymoon, entire year podcast honeymoon. Honeymoon won't stop. Entire year honeymoon. <laughs> What's the Tenacious D quote? Uh, friends will be friends. They're running naked in the sand. Friends holding hands, they'll surely someday form a band. Well, two wizards holding mm. hands are running naked in the sand. And they say that two wizards now are friends till the bitter end. And yeah, I don't know. It's a bad segue. I tried. No, no, no. That was that was great. That was great. I'm still working through my home beer, but uh, my my homebrew uh, uh, beer. Uh, but I do have something different with me uh, for Wizard's Chalice this time around. Um, mm. This is from North High Brewing Company, uh, which is also here in Columbus. I, I forget, and, again, and this is the thing about doing a podcast for more than a year, you start to forget <laughs> all the things that have been in your wizard's chalice. I don't know if I've uh, shouted these guys out before. They do really good stuff. Uh, but... I don't think you've done North High. Okay, okay. Uh, which is... You've done Jackie O like three times, though. I know that one for Yeah, sure. well, and, and they're, in, um, they're in Cincinnati or Athens. They're not in Club Cincinnati, I think, right? Some, I don't know. Maybe something. Or maybe they have a tap room in... Uh, uh, Athens, like IIRC. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and uh, this is their five pale ale. Uh, nice little graphic of two hands uh, imminently coming together for a high five. Uh, and it says, so good it hurts. A blistering high Ooh. five is a great way to celebrate. There's no more concise way to share joy with a friend. Don't hold back. The numbness is only temporary. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to dive into this uh pale ale five pale ale you know who else has temporary <laughs> numbness my mom <laughs> well 
which I'm also because I, I only thought of high five. God, I'm like five steps yeah. ahead, and I'm not doing it right. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, 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 no, but that, that was perfect because because that's just uh, yeah, like high five ghost is just JG Quintel going, hey guys, this is my ghost voice. Um, which coincidentally, I'm also rewatching. I'm I'm going back and I'm watching and I'm rewatching one of the great one of the greatest cartoons of all time, uh, regular show. And God, it's so good, so good, just instant oh, classics. So um, Absolutely. What, what what was the last? Oh, the the last one I just watched was Rigby's Body when they're working in the snack shop and think they can eat snacks for free uh, in the snack shop and they go crazy. <laughs> And Rigby just keeps eating junk food. He's like deep frying, uh, like soda containers, and uh, puts what does what does he put in a blender? He puts like a pickle and a donut and some nachos in a blender, and then just drinks it. And uh, Mordecai says, "Like, dude, I think I'm gonna have to have a salad after all this." Mordecai's like, "Whatever, dude. If I keep eating, I'll feel better." And then and then on and on. So, so anyway, um, yeah, regular show's great. We may have to do that for uh upcoming loose robes because oh, holy cow yeah. holy cow it's good uh so but but okay enough long tangent trademark oh classic josh taking five minutes to say something that should take 30 seconds um but uh <laughs> what's in your wizard's chalice i have maybe the most special wizard's chalice that i've ever had in a year of doing this okay, okay. so i texted you last night Listeners, y'all know that my homebrew kind of became this weird, explodey, squirty everywhere, and you get, like, maybe an eighth of a bottle of beer mess. Well, I got into some other ones, and they didn't explode when I got into them. So, that prompted me to swap with another guy at work who homebrews. So, in my wizard's goblet, I have, and I'm just giving this name to the family, uh, a Goldsworthy Brewing uh, Saison. Okay, okay. I don't like Saison's. I haven't tasted it, but we swap beers. So I think effectively today I'm a home brewer. But yeah, then following that, that following mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. because I am always one to duck into the mouth of madness, I have a Coors Seltzer orange cream soda pop. It is 4.5 calories, and I bought the 12-pack on a dare and handed it out to people at work because we're all like, I'm not going to try it. Are you going to try it? I'm not going to try it. Are you going to try it? Fuck you. I'll just buy it. We'll try it. But then, but then, but then, after these two beers fail me, because as we all know, this podcast is at least a three or four drink minimum. Yeah. I have, Josh, I have my first pumpkin ale, my first pumpkin <gasps> beer first of pumpkin the season. pumpkin beer of the season. I have a Eddie Line pumpkin patch ale, oh, ale made with pumpkin spice and honey. And that one's going to be the last on deck because first I'm going to get into the Saison. Yeah. And then I'm going to drink that horrible Coors orange Mm -hmm. cream soda. And listeners, you can listen to me like actively choke and you'll, you'll hear the, so you'll hear the can crack and then me die and my spirit leave my body. But then because I'm inbound into an endless cycle of reincarnation to podcast for all eternity, then I'll just get into the Eddie line pumpkin and everything will be kosher. So for right now I have the Goldsworthy family brewing Saison. Josh, cheers to you, good buddy. Cheers to you, good buddy. Oh, fuck, it's a Saison. Oh, yeah. Oh. Whew, yeah. suck the air right out of your lungs. <laughs> it's good. It's not bad at all. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's... Uh, it's um, it, well, yeah. and it is. Like you like you're saying before, there's only two kinds of beers. The beers that I like and the beers that somebody uh, gives me. Or the beers I pay for and the beer that somebody gives me. The kind I like and the kind you buy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 it is, and you are also a hundred percent on the nose, uh, 
so much of homebrewing is just like trading, just trading little bottles or little six packs, um, just kind of swapping stuff around. And, uh, uh, and, and yes, you also mentioned that I, I don't know if you've completely uh, confirmed the purchase yet, but you're looking at getting a pumpkin beer uh, uh, kit, right? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, same, same here. So um, we can we can do some coordinating, and we, we can choose when we want to have that line up, either for Halloween or for I don't know first. We, yeah, but but anyway, that's uh, that's good. If I had my way, all of September, October, November, and then like slowly declining into December would just be whoops, all pumpkins, <laughs> whoops, all pumpkin beers. <laughs> It's like, and well, I mean, yeah. really, like, if if we're being honest, like, I would just, I, I just yeah. drink pumpkin beer all year long. If I, well, I don't see a need to drink anything else, but yeah. No, well, shout out to uh, Mike Goldsworthy and his boy. They they brew an okayish saison. It, it doesn't have that awful burnt hair taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that people find so captivating and charming. Lately yeah, or whatever something, the hell. But not like that. It's passable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I was also good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's also quite good, uh, very nice and balanced. Uh, and uh, qu- uh, uh, fittingly enough, uh, you mentioned your uh, ABV uh, in this five pale ale is 5.5% alcohol by volume. So one has to imagine they did that on purpose. That's why I tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, and or, or, or maybe even that's it too. Um, just maybe one final note on uh, Wizards Chalices. You know, we were kind of discussing back and forth what would be a good uh, uh, month of October challenge, uh, Halloween challenge, Ookie Spooky challenge. And yeah, maybe whoops all pumpkin beers. Uh, well, but then again, that that should just be the default. Like that should be anything special. Is that like a challenge special. or is right, that exactly. like... Right, exactly. Okay, what if... Okay. Oh no, don't... Real quick, real quick. Please don't threaten September. me with a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the month of September... Because we can already probably like it's a foregone conclusion. Here we are, the like the last like couple days in August recording this. Yeah, yeah. And I've already got my first pumpkin beer of the season. Mm-hmm. What if we tried to find the worst beer? Not 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 the worst beers. Like we're not trying to do like our homebrew recap episode. We're like drinking whale testicle beer. Yeah, yeah. What if we just like tried to do like all ghosts and sours and saisons? <laughs> oh my. That 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 could be an option. Well, I'm also thinking too that uh, with Oktoberfest coming up, we'll have to get some uh, Martins, something like. That. But oh, yeah, yeah so, so we can, yes, yeah, so we can, we can, we can plan, we can strategize, uh, get that all going. Uh, but uh, but but also to get into our topic, uh, even coincidentally or maybe not so co- coincidentally, kind of uh, foreshadowed this. Uh, we. We th- th- this may seem a little late to the party, but of course we're going to do our own two wizards spin on it, uh, because it was just about you know just about a month ago or at the beginning of this month, uh, there was the Summer Olympics that mm-hmm. uh, were uh, held this year after being postponed last year, um, in and around uh, Tokyo, Japan, and we had some other things on our recording schedule, and we didn't necessarily want to be a bunch of like, oh, everybody's doing Olympics podcasts. Why don't we do Olympics podcasts? Like, we had our own stuff kind of going on. Um, but yet, you know, now that now that, that is uh, finished, I've had the closing games and all that, there's some time to reflect and all. We wanted to do our own sort of two wizards take on the Olympics. Uh, and so, Mark, what, what do we have? What are we doing uh, with this episode tonight? So this is classic two wizards fair. 
we're going to take cryptids and see what they can do for Olympic sports. <laughs> and so I even have to pull up the, the name of this really quick because I forget what you called him and it was perfect. This is Josh's outline for the premise of this episode. And I absolutely love it. I'm just going to read this as is. For each event, choose one cryptid to represent the glorious nations of Markistan or Joshovia or Markovia or Joshistan or Markland or Joshabad or whatever else we decide. <laughs> So number one, what's your fictional country? Because mine is the glorious Democratic People's Republic of Markovia. Okay, I I like Markovia. I can do I can do the uh, the uh, uh, glorious and eternal country of um yeah I, I think Joshistan. I Joshistan? can do that. Yeah, I like that one. Almost, I'd almost although Joshabad is whatever. Yeah, Joshabad yeah. is solid though. Maybe I'll switch. It. Oh, okay, never mind. We just had a coup. Um, in, <laughs> installed a new government. And now it's the glorious and super eternal uh, country of Joshabad. <laughs> so, I feel like coups are all the rage lately. <laughs> they're all the rage here. Again, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe a bit of timing with that. Maybe not. Anyway, so so yes, uh, listeners, we have, let me see here. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different events um, that are fairly representative. Like, it, it's not like we're going to get all, uh, what is it, like 43 that are in the summer games now. Well, and and this is the other thing too is, is these are the summer cryptid Olympics. Yes, um, summer cryptid. Uh, because uh, uh, next year in twenty two is the Winter Olympics, which um, oh, I was just looking this up. I I want to say it's actually back in Beijing. Yeah, it is right because that's like yeah. the big damn deal because they just had them another. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so two thousand eight, uh, Beijing hosted the summer, and now. Uh, 14 years later, they're going to host the Winter Olympics. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, that was 14 years ago? Yeah, man. I thought that shit just happened. <laughs> Go well, on. Uh, well, comparatively. Comparatively. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so so we have eight e- events here from the Summer Olympics. And of course, we're not going to get everything. We're not going to have... Uh, ooh, actually, a modern pentathlon would have been a good one. Because that's, <laughs> that's running, swimming, equestrian fencing and uh shooting that would have been pretty badass uh for cryptids maybe maybe next uh for uh cryptid olympics 2024 we'll make sure that modern pentathlon gets in there uh but yeah so, so and a few cryptids have thumbs though they can't operate fire this is true <laughs> this is true uh so uh so so yeah like an, an, if you were waiting for you know like uh, uh cryptid uh table tennis Cryptid or uh, uh, cryptid uh, synchronized diving. Well, just 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 keep your fingers crossed. There's always the next cryptid Olympiad. Uh, but to start, at least I wanted to do the sort of uh, quintessential summer Olympic events, some of the big ones, and then and then we can go from there. Uh, oh, yeah. And 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 so yeah, and so I picked my roster of cryptid athletes. Mark picked his. Uh, maybe there's some doubles. Maybe maybe we both pick the same cryptid, or maybe we pick the same cryptid for different events, uh, and we'll get into like exactly how that works. I guess we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, but I think I think it's only fitting, um, hearkening back to the ancient Olo Olympics. I think it's fitting that we start with uh, some track and field events, and uh, let's let us figure out who is the fastest cryptid on Earth. With the straightforward 100 meter dash, um, Mark, who, which, which cryptid athlete do you have um, for Markovia? 
so also I guess we should point out that we I guess if we looked at this as we're sovereign nations we recruited these cryptids from all across the world oh yeah this is totally yeah. like dirty like oh no come come represent Joshabad and uh, and bring your family and here's a new car and um, we'll give you like a, a, a teaching job at Joshabad University uh, no like we're we're totally cutthroat and dirty and corrupt so yeah these are not we're like... essentially the new york mets we just pay a bunch of money to get the best athletes <laughs> but we're still gonna lose so whatever You're right 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 uh so so yes and so it, it's not like uh wait a second you're you're picking a sasquatch but that's but that's canada it's like no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter doesn't uh, matter recruited him yeah we recruited him he's a full citizen and uh all that so we rubber stamped uh, his passport it's fine <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yes, thank you also for uh, um, yes. mentioning that to you. So, yes, okay, uh, 100 meter dash, uh, getting the starting blocks all set. Uh, who is who is uh, taking his or her or its place uh, for you there, Mark? So taking its place at the starting blocks is something called the MOA out of New Zealand. And mm. if you're like me and I know I am, you're a big nerd for Ice Age megafauna. And you're bummed out because, like, Oh damn, the Ice Age is over and we don't have any of this cool shit. Unless you're in Canada, then you guys still have moose. Love them. Treasure them. They're the last Ice Age megafauna holdover. Mm-hmm. Tell the, go, go pet a moose, Canada. I know you're out there listening. Yeah. So there is an idea in uh, New Zealand that Moa still exists. They died sometime around the last glacial maximum about 20,000-ish years ago. And the prevailing theory is that the local aboriginal tribes just hunted these birds to extinction. They oh, stand shit. about 3.3 meters high. Think of it as, like, an ostrich on steroids, but then it also, like, got its, like, second sensu beam power-up after, like, running the Great Snake Road. So it's just a gigantic buff bird. It's got a big, like, it's got this great big head with a great big protruding beak that is used to, like, murder these miniature horses and stuff. They're really cool. They're really fun. And it's right now in New Zealand, there are still people that believe, oh, yeah, mower are still running around the rainforests of New Zealand. And I picked a MOA as my 100-meter dash because I compared it to an ostrich. And, Josh, the top land speed of an ostrich is 42 miles an hour. And I quite frankly think that anybody else would be hard-pressed to come up with anything that can get up to 42 miles an hour. Like, assuming, you know, kind of similar beats in, you know, physiobiology and so forth, I'm Mm -hmm. picking MOA to be my 100-meter dash sprinter. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm I'm a little... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, this is a high risk, high reward pick for me. Uh, and also a bit of a callback because even though he lost his run to be president in our cryptid cabinets, that's right, folks, he's coming back. Uh, don't call it a comeback. The, uh, cryptid representing, uh, Josh Abad in the hundred meter dash is the jackalope. That's right. <laughs> he's, he's coming back. Uh, that the the year of uh, sort of self reflection, having lost the uh, presidential bid, he just spent that in the weight room and just like yoked out all of his rage and, and frustration. And so, at least according to Cryptids uh, with a Z, uh, Cryptids.fandom.com, uh, I think the jackalope may have the Moabit uh, because it says jackalopes are extremely shy unless approached so that's kind of one thing it may not want to be here in a crowded stadium uh being cheered on by you know 
tens of thousands of people and and millions watching worldwide. However, uh, cryptids.fandom.com says that jackalopes can run up to 90 miles an hour. What the fuck? (laughs) All right. Which, (laughs) assuming it hits its top speed, means it'll run 100 meters in about two and a half seconds. So we see, just got to see. This is an interesting point. So I've got a nine foot bird versus your rabbit sized rabbit. Yeah. Who opens up first? Do you think? Do you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I I think that's just it. Because like, typically speaking, uh, the the shorter the levers, the like shorter the legs, the the faster turnover they can achieve. So I would imagine <sighs> that the jackalope would have both a faster acceleration and a faster top speed. But if it's like freaked out and shy and it's and it like runs the other way, like it runs into the locker room because it doesn't want to be around all these people, that's no good either. So like I said, it's a very high risk, high reward um athlete here. So um so yeah, well well and Damn, and okay. I think t- no, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah, well well and and I think too, so so this is sort of this is the opening ceremony, right? Like like all of the cryptids are carrying our flags and they're marching around the stadium. So these events haven't actually happened yet. Uh, but but after the recording of this episode, the opening ceremonies, Mark and I will figure out some way to like either Shit. either another Twitter poll, maybe try to put some numbers down on paper, but 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 we'll try to find a way uh, to to report the actual results back to you, the listeners. Um, and maybe like in a quick follow-up episode, kind of, again, something like we did with maybe our cryptid cabinet to do a short little, uh, 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 sports broadcast from the cryptid Olympics. Uh, so everybody just hold tight. The actual events haven't, are they, they, they aren't being contested just yet, but we're just introducing our, our, uh, athletes here. So yes, very interesting lineup, uh, Moa versus Jackalope. Yeah. Uh, like it, they call it track and field for a reason. Uh, let's move over to the shot put. Uh, so yes. shot put, uh, not just pure strength, also needs some skill, some technique, uh, but strength, of course, very important. Uh, like we mentioned too, being very tall, very powerful. Ryan Krauser being like six seven or something like that, um, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, big boy. Uh, well, well, maybe I'll start off with my athlete uh, for the shot put, and this is the. Uh, Bungis, Bungis, I'm guessing, or Bung, okay. Bungi, Bungi, depending if you pronounce the S's or not. Uh, and this guy is a one-eyed giant that is found in uh, Filipino folklore. Oh, okay. And uh, apparently this this uh, giant is uh, described as always laughing, so he's a very jovial fellow. And uh, his name derives from the Tagalog word Ngisi, which means to giggle. So not only is he this big, monstrous, one-eyed giant, but he's just giggling the whole time. <laughs> okay. And so, oh, yeah, and so a and so, uh, little bit of background about this guy. Um, uh, although it only has one eye, so also kind of like a cyclops, right? Um, uh, uh, it has a great sense of hearing and displays unusual strength. In the Filipino tale, the three friends, the monkey, the dog, and the carabao, I'm guessing that's something like a caribou, but uh, anyway, but it, in this tale, uh, the giant is able to lift the carabao and throw it with such force that it ends knee deep in the ground. So he Ooh. just like yokes this, uh, uh, or, 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 or yeets rather, he 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 yeets this 
carabao, caribou, whatever that is, um, just like into the ground. And uh, a carabao is a, because I just had to look this up, uh, is a domestic uh, a swampy water buffalo. So it's a big water buffalo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah this yeah. guy is able, able to do that. Those like show up on like our absolute units like every yeah. six or seven weeks. And it's that like big giant yoke to shit cow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. And so okay. this guy, the um, uh, Bungis Geese, uh, is able to throw one of those halfway into the ground. However. Like halfway into the ground? Like you can spike it in and like it's it, from like stomach to like hind end is sticking out? I, so – at least how it's said here is a throat with such force that it ends knee deep in the ground. So I guess from like hoof to like knee. Um, but, okay. but still. Still considerable. Yeah, still, still pretty okay. considerable. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, it's also kind of fearsome, right? So maybe it'll strike. It'll be intimidating um, to, to the other com- competitors. Uh, so it, it has large teeth uh, that are always showing. Uh, and its upper lip covers its face when it is thrown back. So he can do like a weird pull his upper lip around behind his face. Um, two long tusks project from the side of its mouth and its single eyes in the middle of, the, of, its, he- of its head. Uh, and a uh, Bungiskis stands more than, stands around 10 to 12 feet tall. So even that right there, not only is it super strong, super tall, uh, that's just physics. So it should be able to shot put pretty well. Uh, however... It says, uh, despite its strength, uh, the Bungiskis is easily outwitted and quickly panics. So, hmm. so uh, you can you could get a pretty effective psych out on him, a la basketball. Um, so, so again, I, I I think I'm kind of picking up a theme. Lots of high risk, high reward athletes uh, for uh, Josh Abad here. Like for lack of, like not the right term, but like essentially just glass cannons. Like yeah, exactly. They're really good until they're yeah. not. All Except they're one little crack or they're one little uh, uh, fatal flaw, and then they just fall apart. But um, so so yeah. No, yeah, I'll okay, take okay. it. Okay, yeah. okay. So shot put. Who's stepping into the ring for Markovia? All right, so shot put. I, we got to go back in time to our um, Teddy Roosevelt versus Cryptid, Cryptids episode, and we talked about uh, the giant. The the giant ground sloth hold again another holdover yeah. uh, cryptid. I didn't mean to do it this way. Shit! Now that I think about it, that's all this is. I think. Oh, that's okay. But another holdover cryptid. I'm gonna use the Mapinguari <laughs> to be my uh, shot putter cryptid, and for almost the opposite reasons that you said. These things are big. They're lumbering. They stand about six point six feet tall, or they've got a face in the middle of their stomach. But they're also, like, monstrously built, just big old, like, packing beefy arms. And also, Josh, if you'll let me get really, really nerdy. Okay. I love the video game Ark. Oh, yeah. You played Ark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. You get to be a caveman and, like, evolve on an island full of dinosaurs and Ice Age megafauna. But, so the closest approximation to a Mapinguari is a giant ground sloth or a megatherium. And Megatheriums, but also in our, uh, also Calicotheriums, both of these giant ground sloths, they just throw shit at you. And they're deadly over long distance. That's what I kept thinking about. Because, like, you got to, you, you, you know, you got to get close to them to tame them and stuff. Right. But, like, they just throw, like, mud or whatever at you. And, like, you go blind for a second. You get a debuff. So, in my head, what's the best way to throw a shot put? Well, that's right. You get a big old ground sloth who has no technique, but he's just muscle. 
and just kind of whoops it. <laughs> and that's it, baby. You're done. That's a great, oh man, that's another great uh, matchup there. The the Mapinguari versus the Lungiskis. This is, oh man, this is, this is truly going to be uh, <laughs> uh, Cryptid Olympics to end all Cryptid Olympics. Uh, and then I guess because we're gonna throw through the goddamn stage. Yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna destroy the competition <laughs> stage. There, be throwing shot puts like through the walls of the stadium. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, one last. We're under fire. No, no, it's just shot put. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, one last event on the track here, uh, uh, and this is the pole vault. So, yes. bit of a jumping. Uh, event, but also again requires a great amount of skill and finesse. Uh, very technical. Uh, uh, so so really any number of type of cryptids could excel at the pole vault. Uh, Mark, who who do you have on your roster there? All right. So in my research, I wanted someone to represent. I wanted somebody that could leap and spring, and there was a shocking amount of giant grasshopper cryptids. Ah. <gasps> No way. And I'm not going that way at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it is. There's like, there's all these weird old timey doctor photos of like pioneers and shit holding up uh, grasshoppers between like, you know, you shoot a deer and you tie its legs to a pole and you and your buddy carry it back to camp because it's, you know, 1800s and you're pioneers. Mm-hmm. It's that, but they'll have like three or four giant, like three foot long grasshoppers. That's what, what I'm doing at all. That was a misdirect. Mm. My, my, my true, my true champion, the champion of my pole vault is this squirrely little dude named Spring Heel Jack. <gasps> oh goodness. This is a good one. This is a good one. So yeah, tell us tell us the story of Spring Heel Jack. Go back in time, listeners. Yes. You're gonna be Okay, we're gonna green text this, right? Mm-hmm. Be me. <laughs> be in sixth grade. You're weird for all things ooky spooky, cryptid, cryptozoology, and horrible tales. And you find this like weird book of cryptids and fantastic creatures. And one of the things is a guy called Springheeled Jack. And essentially the image is a woodcut of this. It basically looks like if you watch the Powerpuff Girls, it's him from the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, like, that's a good way to put it. Weird, tweedly, twisty beard, kind of spiky devil's horns, kind of thin, David Bowie-esque face. And he's just jumping over a gate while like these guards are pursuing him with, I guess, their torches because it's 1800s England. And that image, for some reason, devastated me because we lived in this weird, like, at the time we lived in a weird attic house. Mm-hmm. It was the top of a house that shouldn't have been a house, but it was because they built it into the side of a mountain. And I swore to shit every time a squirrel or a fox or whatever ran over the roof of the house because the top of the house like was level to the mountainside and the bottom of the house was leveled the mountainside down to the bottom. But so the roof, you could like climb on the roof just from the ground. Okay. It, was, it was like two foot clearance. Mm-hmm. So shit would run over the top of this house. At any time I heard something go over the top of this house, I knew in my mind's heart that it was goddamn spring heel Jack. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're also going to give spring heel Jack his own episode. Yes. Because the accounts are crazy. And it's still, even to this day, like the image terrifies me. But I've got to assume if you're going for technique, and this guy is just known for two things. Number one, basically assaulting women in the street mm-hmm. with fl- with like flashes of blue flame, but also jumping. 
Hence the name Spring Heel Jack. Even so, even so far, listeners, into if you're a nerd for the Elder Scrolls games in Oblivion, if you run through the Thieves Guild quest, you get an item called the Boots of Spring Heel Jack that fortify your acrobatics by 100 points, and essentially you can leap over all the houses. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, and I am you. I am picking. I'm going to tap. We have recruited Spring Heel Jack to come to the glorious Democratic People's Republic of Markovia, <laughs> and he is going to be our pole vaulter. That no, that that's a very very brilliant pick. Um, and 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 I was eyeballing him. I was looking at his like dossier, his, his like stats and all that. Um, and and this is I, this isn't exactly us picking the same cryptid, but I also picked a cryptid uh, from England. So. Ooh. The English, I guess, are known for their pole vaulting cryptids. Um, but I picked Owlman to, to represent me. Oh, fuck Owlman. Yeah. <laughs> and so Owlman, as you could probably imagine, uh, a large owl-like humanoid entity, uh, noticeably similar to the Mothman, because I know that we talked about Mothman. We've talked about Mothman before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it apparently uh, resides in Cornwall and has been sighted several times. And uh, so, yeah, there's there's a couple of different, again, there's several accounts of uh, people seeing him, seeing Owlman. Uh, it, but it starts, it, it seems to start in uh, 1976. So Osco, like, peak disco uh, era. Mm. But uh, in 1976, a paranormal researcher by the name of Tony Doc Shields came forward claiming that he had investigated the, that he had investigated a report of two young girls on holiday in Monon who saw a large winged creature hovering above the church tower on April 17th, uh, 1976. Uh, some stories vary, but most are consistent when, with when it comes to what the girls dubbed the creature Owlman. Uh, a few months later, on July 3rd, 14-year-old Sally Chapman was camping with a friend, Barbara Perry, in the woods near the church. And according to her account, as she stood outside her tent, she heard a hissing sound and turned to see a figure that looked like an owl as big as a man with pointed ears and red eyes. The girls reported that the creature flew up into the air, revealing black pincer-like claws. Uh, sightings of this figure continued to be reported on the following day, uh, when it was described as silvery gray. And on two occasions two years later, in June and August 1976, all within vicinity, vicinity of the church. few other little details uh, in an encounter uh, in 1989, uh, a Gavin... Uh, who, which is an assumed name, Gavin and his then girlfriend, which is also in scare quotes for a bit. So who knows? Maybe he got friend zoned. Uh, but uh, Gavin and his girlfriend claimed to have seen a creature about five feet tall. The legs had high ankles and the feet were large and black with two large toes on the visible side. The creature was gray with brown and the eyes definitely glowed. Because this is what I'm, this is what, what, what I'm thinking. Like in order for it truly to be a pole vault... Like, you can't just pick something that flies. Like, it has to still go down the runway and uh, plant the uh, pole into the vaulting box there and then do the whole, like, tuck up. So so with Owlman, uh, still has, like, hands and feet, can still, like, grab a pole vault uh, and and r- run down there. And then as soon as it, his, he, like, springs springs off... You know, maybe maybe a, another flap or two with the wings, and then over the bar, and then down. We'll see what the judges say. We'll we'll, we'll see if they maybe say that's a performance-enhancing ability to be able to fly, as opposed to, j- to just jump. But uh, yeah, let's see. 
Let's see what Owlman can do in the pole vault for Joshabad. All right. Can I call a point of order on Owlman? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So he has a set of like legs mm-hmm. and then wings. And then does he have a separate set of arms or no? I think it sometimes depends on the account. Um, sometimes he has just big wings. Sometimes he also he has like uh, hands that are like a part of the wing, like a bat. So like pterodactyl hand. Yeah, kind of like pterodactyl hand. Uh, other times he just has he just has wings. So okay, it depends. I, I think it's going to depend what specific type of um, uh, owl man shows up. Uh, okay. But then again, maybe he could just use his beak. <laughs> use his beak for the pole, and uh, kind of which makes it even like, more horrifying. Which also, yeah, makes it makes it pretty horrifying. Um. <laughs> Have you seen there? There's a video. It's, it's I don't I wouldn't I would not dare to say it's famous. I saw it on Tumblr years ago. Mm. But somebody essentially just like took they made like a big um, you call it like a great horned owl head. So they made one of those and put it on their shoulders, and they made this like big set of like feathery clawy gloves and put it on and they just chilled out of this pretty well-known mental asylum in the region huh? where Owlman was sighted. Oh no. And they just stood there and there's this one and they like, they kind of like candid cameraed it and they set up cameras all around the room and there's one and the guy like comes in through the room and he's like doing his like ghost hunters. You can like, Oh yeah, we're going to change this all them now. And here we go. And Oh, and he sees the Owlman. He kind of like unfurls himself and just kind of spreads out. <laughs> And this dude, you watch this dude hit like catatonic primal fear and the flight fight response in this man's head shuts down and he basically just crawls into the ground and like curls up into a ball and panics. It's the best fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, it's completely a hoax, but But still. Oh God, it's so good. (laughs) I will have to. I'll have to see if I can't find it. I'll see if I can't run it down for you. Like, I'm sure I've got it saved in my Tumblr somewhere. uh, Lord... I so I I just got on YouTube real quick, and maybe Lord of Tears Owlman stalks abandoned children's hospital. Fuck, that's it. That's it. Lord of Tears. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh God. I just stopped on the, on the frame. Yeah, that's. <laughs> woo. That would it's so good. That would creep me the hell out. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, let's let's do this. I think. I think we'll have time for maybe one of the swimming ones before. Well, let's do this. Okay. Before we get into swimming, I'd like to take a break and uh, go to our sponsor, Coors Seltzer, mm, oh, yeah. Orange Cream Soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that is all parts awful. <laughs> oh, it's all parts awful. Oh, it's all parts awful. <laughs> oh, cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. got to get out of here. Welcome back from our commercial break sponsored by Coors Seltzer. It's bad. It's unknowable. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Well, and I hate to, uh, I'm honestly kind of loath to uh, take you from that horrible experience uh, right back into the water, but but we do have some swimming events next. Greatest segue ever Greatest segue into ever. Wizards history. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> we gotta go back into the water here. So now we're in the aquatic center. We're doing two races. Um, I thought yes. about maybe diving, but but again, maybe we can come back to that later. Uh, so I guess first event, first race at the aquatic center 
is uh, much like the 100 meter dash, the equivalent to swimming is the 50 meter freestyle. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I think I think I think it's your turn to start with uh, your cryptid first. Well, so this may may or may not be a, another cop out, but we're doing a callback to our uh, um, Terror from the Deep Aquatic Humanoids episode. I am going to go with the Kushtaka, the the shape shifting ottermen for my fifty meter freestyle because duh, it's a goddamn otter man. You're not going to get faster than that. Otters are sleek. They're svelte. Michael Phelps is sleek. He's svelte. You true. mix those two and take out the marijuana, and what do you get? Well, that's right, Josh. <laughs> you get six foot two of raging otter hatred. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. For my fifty meter freestyle, I'm again. I, I think just just keeping in in with this theme of like high risk, high reward. I honestly don't think my cryptid. Like I don't see anything really about this cryptid being able to swim fast, but I'm like putting all my eggs into this one basket. Uh, and I am going to have a Ningen um, represent me. Oh, which okay. uh, didn't these guys also briefly get a shout out on the aquatic humanoids. So we touched them or yeah, we touched on them very briefly in aquatic humanoids because it was a weird internet hoax that got too much hype. It was essentially Japanese like aquatic Slenderman. Right, right. Somebody right, right. photoshopped an photoshopped an image, and then that exploded. But That's right. it is important to note that in Japanese mythology and folklore, there is something called the Umi no Bozu, which is essentially like these giant humanoid shaped things that live underneath the crests of waves, and boats can hit them. Okay. And I'm even willing to say that like. And Ningen is just like a modern day interpretation of the Umi no Bozu. Okay, okay. But, sorry, not to get too nerdy. No, 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 thank you. Thank you for that. Because, yeah, I was pretty sure that we'd mentioned these guys before. But, um, so, 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 yes, there's nothing attested at all about how fast they swim. And, in fact, anything, they, they seem to be just kind of lumbering around. Like, people apparently mistake them a lot for, like, icebergs. So mm-hmm. not instilling a lot of confidence in their uh, swim speed. However, and, and, and you said this, Mark, they, are, uh, they, they, they have an estimated length between 20 and 30 meters. And my rationale is, well, if it's a 50-meter race, this thing just lying in the pool is already <laughs> halfway there, right? <laughs> so, so I'm just like, toe bumps off the side and bam, it wins. Yeah, so so I'm banking on like because it's on the little like starting block, kind of starting podium there, right? I'm I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that just as it kind of falls over, as it just kind of crashes over, one, it's halfway finished, and two, maybe it'll have enough inertia, enough momentum that it can just kind of drift to the to the end there, and then maybe reach out and, and uh, touch the touch the pad. So so we'll, we'll see. We'll see if, uh, or if it just like, just stays in place and takes up half the goddamn pool uh, and gets like a DNF for a did not finish because it just, it just lays there in the water. Because it's so lumbering. Yeah. Cause and it's, it's just like, what? The race started. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, and and then so- I really went back and forth on that one, especially for oh, okay. like this next one. Oh, okay, perfect. Yes, yeah, because so- there's so many. Like, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. no, 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 perfect. So, so what is what is our next? Uh, uh, and and this is our second swim sw- swimming race. Our second last one. Yeah. Our 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 second swimming event is the 800 meter uh, freestyle endurance race. Mm-hmm. And with this one, I kind of did you, and I went back and forth. And really, I was like, well, okay, how big is Nessie? Like, we can say 20 meters. Okay, whatever. And then there's, like, this weird, like, Vietnamese sea centipede that's supposed to be 100 meters. And I was like, well, Whoa. it's like the pool, so it just, like, bounces <laughs> back and forth. And I was like, well, that's, that's fucking cheating. Mm, okay. So, But I still, I this one might be a cheat. And once again, it may or may not be a holdover Ice Age megafauna. Mm-hmm. But... For mine, I went with the Alaskan giant polar bear, and it's important to note that this is a giant polar bear. Oh, okay. Not not the typical polar bear, but apparently these things are like at least like four feet taller than a typical polar bear. Holy cow. And they range all throughout Alaska and Canada and British Columbia. Mm-hmm. But all it is is a big bear. But there's these really weird, like, it's this weird, we're going to do an episode on cryptid bears. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Because you have, like, this one, and then you have, like, the Na- the Nandi bear in Africa. It's a giant, essentially, it's another, like, giant ground sloth that might be a bear, but m- might just be, like, misrep- misidentified. Or, like, McFarlane's bear, which essentially was this giant fucking grizzly bear that was almost 20 feet tall. And they think it was just, like, a holdover short-nosed cave bear. And even now, as recently as, like, 2013, somebody shot, like, a 13-foot-tall, not polar bear, grizzly bear in Montana. Yeah, that's, oh, man. With a weird face. And they're saying, like, no, this is a a short-nosed bear. That's all this is. But so I picked this one because, again, taking from, like, actual mod or actual real science polar bears themselves just regular good old-fashioned polar bears are known to swim 65 miles out to commercial fish- fishing vessels to murder the humans on board it just for a quick meal <laughs> they will go out of their way 65 miles for essentially takeout yeah that's and then you you know you tack five feet on that you get a giant polar bear mm-hmm. a giant mysterious polar bear if that doesn't scream endurance and I'm in it to win it, well, shit, I don't know what does. Yeah. Well, and and uh, has the has the fur coat uh, both to kind of keep it warm and also maybe even like trap some air bubbles so so it'll be kind uh-huh. of buoyant. Um, Added ha- buoyancy, yeah. Has has the fat under its uh, uh, skin to, to again sort of have have some buoyancy there. That's oh man, that is a really good pick. That's a good pick. Well, and- it's weird. It's a weird. I I kind of kicked an anthill with this one because I was trying to think of like, I I wanted to do like um, Trunco, but that doesn't count. And essentially, that was like this weird fuzzy, basically a fuzzy whale elephant that was murdered by two killer whales in South Africa, mm. and it was a big damn deal. Like a lot of people saw this thing getting killed. But I kind of fell short of like, well, I don't want it to just span the length of the pool. That's no fun. Yeah. But I figured like, I figured like, a, you know, a 15 foot tall bear, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they're, they're, they're pretty quick underwater, you know, like they'll, they'll actively hunt seals underwater and so forth. And yeah. I assume bigger is better. So you got more muscle in there. You can get a little bit more, you can do a little bit more work. So yeah, I'm going to go with the. With the, the idea of the like mystical giant polar bear. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and Oh man! Well, and that that last thing that you brought up too that that particularly has me worried. Like not only because because it, it can hunt in, in in the water too, 
because uh, I I did I, I did kind of go back and uh, uh, take a take a page out of the old uh, Ningen playbook, and I I picked a, a a large cryptid that 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 will still fit within a pool, but again, kind of the idea of well, if it's that big, it can just kind of like tap both sides back and forth and then win. Um, but I went with the Kraken. I almost fucking went with Kraken. Yeah, or or another giant squid, <laughs> colossal squid. Yeah, so I was so close to Kraken, but yeah. And so and so, so yeah, like a similar kind of thing. These these can be uh, much more varied in length, but some estimates are between thirteen to thirty meters, or maybe even more than thirty meters. So again, you know, that's anywhere from like a quarter to maybe even up to half of the pool length. But if this 800 meter freestyle endurance swim also turns into like like an aquatic battle where maybe maybe the kraken and the in the giant polar bear um they don't have like the lane dividers and they can like go to town and like fight each other in the pool i in if that's the case then i honestly have my money on the giant polar bear cuz because it has all the teeth, it has all the claws. It could, and, and it's just like a kraken, you know. That's it's, it's, it's like jelly. It can just kind of rip that open. So, I think I think I'm kind of regretting this choice, given given you're an athlete. Can I play my two squiddy for the room card? Okay, yeah. Actually, in larger species of squid, the Arctuthis class, um, like Humboldt squid will have these, and Humboldt squid range about six to nine feet. You find them off, um the southern coast of California, mm-hmm. each one of their suckers are lined with teeth. So I don't know if that helps you or not. I don't know if that, like, kind of, like, if we're going to say the Kraken's, like, maybe, what what do you want to call it? Like, 20, we'll say the mantle is 20 feet, mm-hmm. and then we can say, the, like, the tentacles range another 30 feet. Yeah. I think so 50 sounds... foot tops, but, like, yeah, like, you got a core of 20 feet to get into. I don't know, man, like. But the polar bear. Into it. But the polar bear has that thick coat and and that layer of which is also true yeah and that so so yeah i think oh man so so that's just it like i, I think the race officials will really have to make sure that um they'll, they'll have to do the little underwater camera to look for any sort of like uh, claw swipes or like one of the 10 tentacles reaching out and like wrapping around uh like a like a hind leg or something so if it's a clean race I think it's a pretty even race, but if it if, if it's eight hundred meter swim plus um, fight to the death, then yeah, I think giant polar bear might might just take it. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. All right. But uh, but hey, let's 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 get out of let's get out of the water. Let's dry off. Let's warm up again with uh, also something that is becoming uh, I think a quintessential summer Olympics sport. Um, and let's do some beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. And also, I heard you crack into your second beer. Oh, what yes. are you drinking? Buddy? Oh, I, I, I just have another uh, five uh, pale ale with me here. Be- okay. Because okay. part of my other rationale too was I was I, I was kind of looking for like gold medal this or maybe there was an Olympic theme beer. But but my how I kind of thought of it is like well if this is a five pale ale and there's the five Olympic rings, hey that's kind of. Uh, uh, close enough but um look at you but yeah so uh and and it's and it's also good drinking so all right yeah um eddie line pumpkin patch ale is great oh, it yes. is so much better than Coors yeah, so Seltzer. much go to hell yeah go to hell got it 
Oh god, I'm so glad to have pumpkin beer, Josh. Not to like totally break yeah. church, but I'm so glad to have pumpkin beer. Absolutely, dude. Well, well, I am baby. Well, and I even texted you that picture. That this is a this is a kind of beer and liquor store, um, maybe like a quarter mile from us, called Savor Growl. And yeah, they already because I texted that to you like two weeks ago, two three weeks ago, and they already this had like a Legion pack. Yeah, they well, and there was even like a full corner. Like here's our corner of all the pumpkin beers coming in. So. Um, I'm, I'm oh, very beautiful. so yeah. I'll, I know where I'll well, or I'll be living. <laughs> I'll be living for the next uh, next couple months. Um, but yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, so beach volleyball, um, slightly different. All of the previous events have been individual uh, sports, mm-hmm. and but 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 uh, there are two cryptids. Well, or even for like human beach volleyball, you have two team members for one volleyball team. Um, and uh yeah let's see here i have let me pull this up here because i had to do yeah. some i had to do some looking um and uh and and i'm i'm pretty happy this one was kind of tough Th- like, this one was kind of well because because i was specifically looking for like beach cryptids like if there were any that were like sighted not in a swamp or in a forest or in the deep waters uh but yeah it's really uh surprise surprise not a whole lot of cryptids uh located on uh, sugar white beaches anywhere <laughs> so did just out of curiosity did you find the um uh ivan t sanderson giant penguin no i didn't that would have been awesome oh man well no sidebar like there was a guy who took uh these lead weights and put them on his feet down in florida and basically made the tracks of a giant penguin up and down the beaches and one of my personal heroes ivan t sanderson totally fucking fell for it <laughs> and he's like this this is a giant penguin living in florida and this guy comes out and he's like no they're just they're just lead slippers that i put on and faked it <laughs> and it's really sad because he did such because sanderson did such like great boots on the ground work in like papua new, papua new guinea and uh africa like and then just to get discredited for there's a giant penguin fucking hey, I found it but it it wasn't and he didn't and yeah <laughs> oh god that's too funny check your sources guys yeah, always check, check your sources research it boots on the ground if you can do it if you can't well yeah. try your bestest read it out loud to somebody else or have them read it back to you and then they and then you say have like, them read it back to you yeah, have them always read back and all things you. have it read back to yeah, you exactly exactly just, just that's why I edit for 6 hours per yeah. podcast <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, so yes, uh, for the uh, Josh Abad uh, Cryptid Olympics uh, beach volleyball team, I went with uh, two two large humanoids. Uh, the first is the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp, also known. As- oh shit! Awesome. Sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, also known as the Lizard Man of Lee County. This uh, creature apparently. Uh, resides in Scape Or Swamp, uh, which is near Bishopville, South Carolina. And on July 14th, 1988, the Lee County Sheriff's Office investigated a report of a car damaged overnight. Uh, the car reportedly had tooth marks and scratches with hair and muddy footprints left behind. Sheriff Liston Truesdale noted that this was the start of uh, various claims that eventually coalesced into a story about a lizard man in the swamp. Uh, prompted by the news of the vehicle damage, 17-year-old local Christopher Davis reported to the sheriff that his car was damaged by a creature he described as, quote, green, wet-like, <laughs> about seven feet tall, and had three fingers, red eyes, skin like a lizard, 
snake-like scales uh, two weeks prior. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's uh, I guess maybe kind of the thing from the bat from the Black Lagoon, uh, but seven feet tall. So that gives that 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 confers obvious advantages uh, uh, playing volleyball, uh, just so long as it doesn't pop the actual uh, volleyball with its uh, scaly claws there. Uh, and so, and so, um, I, I also wanted to say like, okay, well, here's kind of like a lizardy humanoid. Why don't we sort of round that out with a, with a kind of, uh, a, a primate humanoid. And so joining the lizard man of scape or swamp is the honey Island swamp monster, also known as the Cajun Sasquatch. Uh, and so, oh my God, that's that, that is so weird, Josh. Yeah. I was so close to in Honey Island. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Anyway. No. No. Great. Great. So. So. Yeah. Um. Essentially, think Bigfoot, uh, but in a Louisiana swamp. Um. And mm-hmm. uh. So yeah. Uh. The creature is commonly described, uh, by alleged witnesses as a large bipedal humanoid. Again, about seven feet tall, uh, covered with gray hair, having yellow or red eyes, and accompanied by a putrid odor. Uh, mm-hmm. alleged plaster casts of footprints said to be from the creature showcase four toes, uh, which is not a natural trait found in primates who possess five, but whatever, that's fine. And so I'm kind of thinking too, like, all right, both of these uh, cryptids are from the swamp. So being out in the heat and the sun, that shouldn't bother them. Um, uh, maybe, maybe if it's not as humid, that might kind of wear them down or slow them down a bit. Um, but you have lizard man who, uh, can take full advantage of being a cold blooded creature and using the extra heat to like, um, uh, uh, juice up his, his jump spike. And then you have the honey Island swamp monster who kind of smells bad too. So maybe that's kind of like a, yeah, like again, like a psych out basketball kind of tactic. Um, Interesting. So, so yeah. Those... I also like that basketball rules are applying to the two wizards Olympia. Of, of, I'm glad. Yeah, I... of of course they are. There's because because there's this idea of the Olympics being this like no, it's a it's a, a pure display of athleticism and and uh, good sportsmanship and amateurism. Like no, like people people still fight and will like uh, knee each other in the balls if they can get away with it. So no, like you, Dude, Tanya Harding. Yeah. Like, or, or even Tanya goddamn Harding. So yes, uh, all's fair. Why? <laughs> so yes, all is fair in love and the cryptid Olympics. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You themed yours and I totally themed mine too. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got to find the note in my phone. Here we go. So for my, my two-man beach volleyball squad, we're doing beach volleyball, yeah? Yes, yes, beach volleyball. Okay. See, because I even was like, I even wanted to, like, text you and see, like, hey, can we do, like, reasonable accommodation? Like, oh, okay. do we do, if, if we have, like, can my team have mermaids on it, but they're, you know, three and a half feet underwater versus your team on sand? Is that cool? And I was like, no, nah, it's <laughs> it's too problematic and like it, it's too much things to think about. Mm. So we're doing two terrestrial things, but my first one is the tatsel verm. Okay. It's a, it's essentially a two meter long snake with two front facing four limbs, arms. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> and in some depictions, it has a cat's face. 
they're from they're from the like Austrian and Germanic Alps tradition. That and apparently so cool. a lot of books were written on these things. <laughs> but so I'm thinking like big, thick, muscly snake body with two just like Hulk to shit arms. <laughs> it's going to be able to like pop up on the tail and like, you know, at like six feet tall and just like spike and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, and so that's my, well, well and, and being a, a snake that can get low to the ground, like, like it can do any sort of like, like dive to uh, save a point at the last minute. Like it's already yeah. down there on the ground. That's a really good You're pick. already on the ground. You can't get, yeah, you're already done. That's a really but good Most pick. importantly, it has a cat's face. <laughs> I saw all these like old woodcuts of like this like horrible like rearing screaming snake with two arms just buff as shit. Some dumb Mortal Kombat character is like, oh look at his little kitty face. Come here, you. I love you, Tatzelverm. You're my buddy. But on backup in the back half of the court, we're gonna have the Wumpus Cat. Oh yes. Yes. And basically, this is a mountain lion or panther from the mountains and swamps of of uh, Appalachia in the south. And all it is is a cat with six legs. <laughs> and honestly, this is the best, most dangerous thing I can think of for volleyball. Because you've got the four-legged quickness and, like, squirreliness of a cat mm-hmm. with two extra arms. So it can, you know, pop up, it can dip, it can duck, it can dive, it can dodge, it can hit those balls, Mm -hmm. but it's also a cat. Yeah, it has the reflexes. Throw stuff at your cats. Yeah. And it's got those two front forepaws, but after that, it's got four more legs behind it just backing it up. Yeah. So it can, like, plant real hard for a jump and spike it down. Like, Wampus Cat's in it to win it. It That's all there is to it. It can do a double block all by itself. It can put four. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can leap off of two legs and then put four up on the net. And yeah, that's almost impossible to get around. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. you can't get after it. Nuts. No, I think your volley, your beach volleyball team is gonna kick the shit out of my beach volleyball. <laughs> I just picked two like seven foot dumb humanoids. You're that's a really good team, man. Holy cow, that's solid. <laughs> It is weird how much thought I've put into this stupid well, thing. Because I thought like, for a second. What if we applied ourselves, John? I know. We'd be doctors by now. Well, because on a similar note, I was, for, for a half a minute, I was thinking about like a giant spider for, for kind of similar things. Like, okay, like it's got eight limbs. It can cover a lot of the court. But then uh-huh. again, like if it takes, like if it, if it gets, if it takes a, a spiked volleyball to the face and just like, turns to goo right like just gets smushed then yeah. then yeah that's not that's not doing anybody any good but uh you've already done ningen like you've already yeah. done sort of a yokai if you want to do a suchigomo i'm fine with it you can sub it in i'm good with it dude it's no, all right. no 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 that's all right that's okay but no right, i right, i think right. the uh wampus cat uh tatsulverm Ooh, that's a deadly combination. That's a deadly beach beach volleyball. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. But you got you got Lizard Man too. I, I and do sometimes he has a tail, so that's a like separate like. Well, yeah, that's maybe. a whole other appendage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it, it, it'll be it, like my team is just like yeah, it, it's it's pretty much all offense, not necessarily a whole lot of defense. But but you have a much more defensive minded minded team, and with like a good heap of like, I'll uh, I'll hit this volleyball with three of my six limbs and so and or or my jacked uh buff uh <laughs> snake snake hands snake arms um 
Well, you know, why don't we uh, why don't we get out of the sun? Let's move back mm-hmm. indoors. Find some air conditioning. Uh, find some all that with with yet another um, quintessential uh, summer Olympic sport. I think on it's only on the rarest of occasions of, of occasions that I even see this televised outside of the Olympics, uh, mm-hmm. and that's gymnastics. Gymnastics, yes. And so, yes, and and, and uh, kind of coming up with this, I was thinking like, well, do I, do we just do a floor routine? Do we do the uh, the vault? Do we do the uneven bar? But but I, I figured that the best way to do it was just have an all around. So so uh, for for there there's the individual all around, which depending on men's or women's is different events. But but we went with um, an all around. With the balance beam, uneven bars, floor, and vault. So again, like a pretty good um, uh, sampling. Uh, you 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 have to be proficient in all of these. Um, is an apparatus apparatuses that I think they call it. Um, and so sure. and yeah. so and so yeah. Which which uh, one cryptid do you have to tumble and flip and? Uh, jump and springboard and all that well now i cheated i Mm. split my one-man team into two-man team Mm. do you want to give your one-man team first oh okay well sure sure. so um i am going to uh choose one of the hopkinsville goblins to represent uh uh josh abad in the gymnastics oh god I hate those things so much. Yeah, and it's for one simple oh, reason. So bad. It, yeah, it, it, it's one simple reason. Uh, maybe they're extraterrestrial. Maybe they're aliens. Maybe there's some other kind of cryptid thing. Um, but this is the one reason that I picked them. So um, apparently, the their this the, this whole event, this whole in, encounter, uh, happened on a happened on a farmhouse, um, and. Uh, uh, the story goes: um, the seven people present in the farmhouse claimed that they were terrorized by an unknown number of creatures similar to gremlins, which have since been referred to as the Hopkinsville Goblins in popular culture. Uh, the residents of the farmhouse de- described them as around three feet tall, with upright, pointed ears, uh, thin limbs. Uh, the beings' legs were said to be almost non-functional or devolved, even in a state of atrophy. Uh, long arms and claw-like hands or talons. So already, like pretty small, pretty uh, mm-hmm. alive. Uh, the smaller you are, the more flips and rotations you can do. Right. Uh, the creatures were either silvery in color, or wearing something metallic. So they're already used to wearing the gymnastics like leotard onesie thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but but this but this is the reason why. This is the reason why I would want a uh, Hopkinsville goblin. Uh, for gymnastics, is it said that their movements on occasion seemed to defy gravity with them floating above the ground and appearing in high up places, uh, and they walked with a swaying motion as though wading through water. So if these guys can, like, essentially levitate and just kind of bounce around, then they can do anything. They could, like, they could, again, sort of, like, wobble down the runway for the vault and then hit the springboard, go off the vault, and then just say, stay suspended in the air, just twisting and flipping and turning for like 20 minutes, rack up all of the points, and then just like stop, T-pose, and then just like kind of float gently back down, stick the landing every single time. 
Um, okay. And so and so I think, and yeah, they're already clearly used to wearing uh, really tight, shiny um, uniforms and outlets and and, and, and the outfits and stuff. So uh, that shouldn't be an issue. Shouldn't be an issue either. Okay. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> I, on a personal note, I hate those things. Yeah. No, I would. I would fucking hate to I, run into one of these guys but as gymnasts th- these are always weirder for me too and maybe i should save this for later but i'll just do it now like as you're just kind of, i don't know if you're discovering them or whatever but i've kind of been at this party and every time you like mention something i know about it but i remember very clearly like some stupid fucking fox special in 1990 whatever the hell and they documented this case and I remember it was like a farmhouse window with like a backlit full moon and this stupid spiky eared head prick like <laughs> flops into the window. And I can see that. I can see that oh, right now no. in my mind's eye. And you said Hopkinsville goblins and I had goddamn Vietnam flashbacks. Oh, no. Like, God. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all, this is the, this, this is the mantle we, we, well, true. we, we achieve. This is the risk we take. We're, we're in it to win it. No, I just, ah. <laughs> Fuck those goblins! I, and even now it's just such a weird. It's a we ought to we ought to do that case. It's a weird yeah. case. It's a really really weird case. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, yeah. No, 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 of course, of course. But all I'm, right. So I said I cheated. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, well, well, and depending on the the specifications of the cryptid Olympics uh, bylaws, maybe you're still within uh, 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 the uh, uh, regulations. But but yeah. So so tell me more about this. Uh, Two, two and one, two for one, uh, gymnastics idea. So my team is consisted of. We'll start with the floor team. For my floor team, I picked the Mothman. Oh, okay. Yep. You know him. You love him. You love it. Whatever. But in my mind, um, moths are pretty, and moths especially are good at like those weird deceptive patterns, you know, like the eye spots yeah. or like the Atlas moth, which will present the tips of its wings as like the heads of snakes. So stuff doesn't mess with it. So in my mind, you have this six foot tall moth humanoid on the floor doing essentially a ribbon dance, but it's just using its wings and it is beautiful and it is horrifying. And you just, and you can't, you can't look away. With it. You can't look away. Yeah can kind of fly, but it's not choosing to. Maybe, like, a wing beat here and there for, like, you know, bluster, like, pop up and, you know, flash out all the way. But it's not it's not trying to, like, get too much height in the floor routine. Mm-hmm. But then for the balance beam and uneven bars, I tapped the O-ring pendek, which is essentially the, like, South Seas Indonesian um, Bigfoot, but he's a little guy. At their high, at their tallest, they're sixty inches tall. <laughs> and right now, you can punch up O-ring pendex sightings, and you basically see this furry thing running uh, on two legs through just like tall grass, <laughs> and it's terrifying. But in my head, I was thinking of like Simone Biles. Is that oh, how you yeah. say her name? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's wee tiny. Right? Yeah. Like gymnasts are super this thing. Small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these things are wee tiny. Yeah, like if I thought and, my uh, three foot tall Hop- Hopkinsville goblin would be able to like really spin around, yeah, that's that's nothing. Yeah, like these things, like the they're on the on the like balance beam slash uneven bars, 
it's old hat. They don't even care. They're like their life, their per, their their what whatever. And really quick, I want to read this description. Um, if I can find it from a Dutch colonist, mm. I, a Mister Van. Who were Who encountered these things in 1923? Well, it's Dutch. You know, of course, yeah, saying. no, totally. <laughs> I discovered a dark, or let me do this in Dutch. I discovered a dark and hairy creature on a branch. The sendaba was also hairy on the front of its body, and the color was a little lighter than the on the back. It was very dark on the head on its hair, fall below its shoulder blades, almost even to the waist. Then standing, its arms would have reached a little above its knees. They were therefore long, but its legs seemed rather short. I did not see its feet, but I did see some toes, which were shaped in a very normal manner. This thing was not repulsive or ugly about its face, nor was it ape-like. Just a little, just a little guy, just a little, little guy tiny, running around. Yeah, just doing, just doing, just doing his own thing. I don't know if those are racist Dutch accent. I don't really care. Yeah. Fuck the Dutch. Yeah. Look in your history. The Dutch are the worst among us. Yeah, they kind of don't have much going for them in the. But yeah, redeeming. O-Rank yeah. Pendek is my um balance. Be- it's my special equipment monster. Okay, it's yeah, cryptid. My special cri- <clears throat> special equipment cryptid, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you, you know. Well. Or 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 um. Maybe we could even open this up to like the change it from an individual all around to a team. All around, because well, I kind of thought team because you know yeah, it it seemed like you don't have somebody in like the the rings also rock and floor routine, you know. Well, right, yeah, like it's 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 really difficult to do all of that. And I already said that mine are the Hopkinsville goblins, so there's already like a bunch mm-hmm. of them. So so we could very easily change this from a from an individual event to like yeah, like another team one. So um yeah, that, that should be fine. That should be fine. Uh, well, and, and and I guess to to kind of uh, bring the cryptid Olympics to a close, um, as you know, Mark, uh, in the in the human Olympics, uh, not only is it you know like a week and a half, two weeks, two weeks and a half, what how, however long it is, of uh, human excellence and seeing the human body at its peak, pushing the limits of what it's able to do, uh, but if you gather you know uh hundreds of young uh physically fit uh beautiful human specimens uh make them you know compete for like a couple of days and then give them two weeks just to hang out in this exotic location um yeah you might expect that there's some partying that's going to happen and some uh just a tiny bit just a tiny bit maybe maybe not um uh, need to like ship in uh hundreds of thousands of condoms for olympic village and uh let's build cardboard beds so they can't hunt. Yeah, i saw that too <laughs> so stupid who fucks in a bed yeah right i mean come, oh oh no i'm a gymnast wherever will i be able to have sex if not on a bed <laughs> god if you're a gymnast like just sidebar if you're a gymnast you're hanging from shit yeah, you're, you're getting gross shit. hanging yeah and she's like hanging by her toes, and so are you. 
It, yeah, no. Abs- no, you guys are like doing like upside down bat sex. Yeah, like. pre- precisely. Preci- there's- oh, God, it's raining again. Why is it so rainy? Oh, God, <laughs> oh, it's no. not rain. What is it? What oh, is it? no. There's, yeah, there's, there's uh, like handrails on the stairs and uh, yes. there's, yeah, possibilities are limitless. And so maybe in the cryptid Olympics, maybe this is an official event. Maybe this is just something that goes on behind the scenes back at uh, Olympic, uh, at Olympic Cryptid Village. Man, try saying that five times fast. Uh, but rounding out our competition and who we want to represent our countries, uh, we have beer pong. We're going we're gonna to field a beer pong team and uh, we'll see... And again, maybe not an official gold medal, but certainly bragging rights. Certainly, like um, uh, much kudos to be had for the uh, uh, good people of Markovia or uh, the good people of Joshabad, who has the better beer pong team. Um, Hell yeah! Do you, do you... But also, esports is being like yeah, supported. even that's so. Why the hell shouldn't beer pong? Right. Uh, well, well. Do you want to start off with your team? Who do you have yeah, stepping up? Okay, yeah, perfect. Who do you have stepping up to the uh, four by eight piece of plywood <laughs> that's on a couple of uh, I don't know, like chairs or something that's being propped up there? <laughs> well, so for this one, I had to kind of dig deep into my like memory banks, and I had to go back to college. Every now and then, you and I would team up. Yes, it wasn't often, but Every- but but we would. Yeah, we would. And when we did, we were pretty damn effective. We were lights out, dude. I I I take and granted this was this is quite a while ago and and quite a bit of rust has accumulated since then. But I was a pretty goddamn good beer pong player. I played the oh, I love playing. No, you were fucking fantastic. I love dude. You were the Inigo Montoya of beer pong, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um. <laughs> So, in my mind, a good beer pong team consists of two things. Mm. You've got your dude who is, he's going to sink accurately, but then you've got your, like, bluff man. Yes. Yes. And you, at least when you and I played, you were always my bluff man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, drawing inspiration from that, I picked the Flatwoods Monster to be the one half of my Mm. um, team. And figure the Flatwoods Monster was um, a flap of sightings that occurred in the 1950s in the woods of West Virginia slash South Ohio, Southeastern Ohio. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially just like, basically, a lot of people think it was an owl. It might have been an owl, but it messed these people up when they saw it. They said they were distorted. They said they couldn't think straight. <laughs> it just... It messed with them. Okay. That's who you want as your front man. That's who you want there mm-hmm. blocking the balls, yeah. doing the like playing defense. Mm-hmm. The the Flatwoods monster slash the streeter is doing the like <laughs> trick shots and shit. And he's like doing the weird like oh balls back like what what was it? Uh gentleman finger and ladies blow. Yes, yes. And you, sir, the 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 like king of like bullshit, just like you could like flip. You could I swear to God, you could water bend fucking balls out of cups, Josh. And that's what I saw in my head as I did this. And you are the Flatwoods monster in my mind, in my shitty apartment on Thomas Avenue. No, that's just a... doing work on our little like glow tape spike beer pong table, <laughs> which is also amazing. So yeah, yeah, first one is yeah, first one is Flatwoods monster, but then following that is me. And I have talked before, listeners. I'm a goddamn ox. I started this episode talking about how I'm strong. I'm too strong for the room. Yeah. 
And you talked about a weird subspecies of Bigfoot, and I'm glad you did because I've got a weird subspecies of Bigfoot. Okay, okay. And mine is called the Ganasqua. Oh, okay, okay. It is endemic to the Iroquois Nation legends, and what it breaks down to is giant stone man. Hmm. They are said to be about the same size as a Bigfoot, so take that as like anywhere between 7 and 12 feet tall. But they're just just a little bit bigger. They're just a little bit thicker. And they're like, go back in time, Josh, again to the Teddy Roosevelt versus Cryptids episode, um, Bauman's Tale, the Wendigo. Mm -hmm. He talks about like these things throwing rocks at the camp. Right, right. And remember, I am shit at beer pong if I have to stand at the table. (laughs) No, 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 true. But if you let me go back like 10, 15 feet, I was goddamn deadly. I was a fucking Israeli sniper (laughs) at the top of my game if you let me get back like past six feet from the table. Yeah, so, so I, I, I said this before, like, like a typical beer pong table is, yeah, just like a piece of four by eight plywood. And Mark, Mark's point was you would, you would take like at least like, like four or five steps back. So like six feet back, seven feet back. And as far as I could get in the room, yeah. Like, and remember playing the one house, and I could would go back into the hall, right? And still like somehow like curve the ball into the cup. Yeah, and 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 uh, playing against uh, uh, people for the first time, it would totally confuse. Like, wait, where's he going? Like, it's his turn to shoot. And but but you would that w- that was your game, and you understood your game, and you executed it, and. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think that yeah, I think that makes that makes a ton of sense. I think it makes a ton of sense. And even now to this day, like uh, uh, last year, we went to my boss's house and played horseshoes, and I had to go back like twelve feet. Yeah, it's to just... range into where the horseshoes were supposed to land. Right. Yeah. But after I like kind of sighted in my after I kind of like you know sighted in my range, mm-hmm. I was deadly. Deadly. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that was it too, because like the first like two or three shots I'd take, they were just fucking whiffs. Yeah, they were all over. <laughs> But as soon as I like found it, it was like, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Ball's back. There it is. Warm it up. Ball's back. Yep. No, it's not. This is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> trick shot. Ball's back. It's not a trick shot. Oh, I'm 10 feet away. Yeah, are you? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, and I dare you to call elbows on me. I dare you to call oh, elbows. Oh God. You cannot. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even have elbows. Yeah. Like I'm just like flicking that shit. Like, ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Nah, you and I were you and I were really good. Yeah, good Anytime we'd hit our stride, we were fucking fantastic. Yeah, no, we had- but that was my that was my grounder for this. Yeah, uh, Flatwoods monster and Bigfoot, whose species name I forgot because it's hard to say. And I the the Ganasqua. Yes, Ganasqua. Yeah, yeah, that's and it. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's close. Enough. Well, so I for 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 my team. I guess kind of kind of like the gymnastics, I may have a question about what exactly our rules are. What, what exactly is in our beer pong constitution? What the house rules are? Because... Um, cause, Which, by the way, yes. beer pong constitution. You <laughs> wrote a beer pong constitution like, that I am reasonably sure still exists in one carnation or another at Adams to this day. But I whatever, would, moving on. I Sorry. would hope so. I, I would hope so. that You're like the fucking Ben Franklin of beer pong. You know that dude? Like... <laughs> We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and if you sink two shots in the same cup, you get balls back. That is worth three cups. <laughs> that is that is known as the three cups compromise. Flashing um, me might be a trick shot, but if I make it, you lose one extra cup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Oh, God. Best night ever. Sorry, never Best, mind. No, no, no. no brilliant. Back. Brilliant. Um, so, so, yes, I, I think that 
my team I think has a pretty fair chance just on its own but but depending on maybe a slight different uh, uh, change in, in the house rules these guys could also be deadly uh, so okay. my first player also kind of like what you're saying too you need one one team member to kind of distract to disorient that to, to, to get in your opponent's minds and and do psych outs and things like that well I can't think of a cryptid uh, more capable in that area than the uh, uh, Miyaka ape, also known as the skunk ape. Mm. And this is another sort of Bigfoot variant uh, found in southeastern United States, including Texas, Georgia, and Louisiana, but most notably in the Florida Everglades. So you know if this thing is in Florida, it can handle its alcohol, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the skunk ape's most obvious characteristic is its terrible odor, which gives it its name. So I figure if you're playing beer pong and just able to produce this foul, noxious odor that uh, is just totally messing with people, but like you're okay with it, uh, yeah, then like... <laughs> Fucking mayhem after <laughs> pizza rules. <laughs> I can't do cheese. <laughs> Or just yeah, give them give them dairy too. <laughs> oh guys, my gout is acting up again. You just sunk four fuck four cups. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I win again. Yeah. So again, like your job of the hood, a goddamn beer pong. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So much like a, a college male. Uh, after a long day, hasn't showered, playing beer pong all night. Similar, similar kind of odor. Uh, maybe just barely worse. So yes, that that's one of my that's one of my uh, team teammates. Fantastic. Uh, and then my other one, which again, there's a very specific reason. I think it'll be capable, but but if we can bend the house rules slightly, the second uh, beer pong teammate that I have is the Tidalic. Uh, Ooh, okay. also sometimes known as the Karenit. And this is um, an indigenous Dreamtime legend in Australia that was first recorded in the late 1800s. And this thing is a giant frog. It's a giant kind of tree frog. Uh, and it is said that it drank all of the water in Australia and then caused a flood. <laughs> Neat. And so uh, so the Tidalic is described as a giant species of Cyclorana. Cyclorana is a genus of tree frogs from Australia that are entirely terrestrial, unlike its many arboreal relatives. Uh, surviving in the most arid regions of Australia, uh, frogs in the Cyclorana genus can survive uh, for over four years underground after storing large amounts of water in their bladder. This is giving them the name water-holding frogs. Due to the fact that they store an immense amount of water in their bodies, the Tidalic is most likely a species of Cyclorana, or at least inspired by water-holding frogs. And so the story goes that one day, uh, the Tidalic woke one morning with an unquenchable thirst and began to drink until all the fresh water was greedily consumed. Creatures and plant life everywhere began to die due to lack of moisture. Other animals conspired against it and devised a plan for him to release all the water he had consumed. Uh, and uh, so this was successfully coordinated by Wise Old Hour uh, when uh, Nabunum, the eel, made Tidalic laugh when he tied himself in comical shapes. And as he laughed, the water rushed out of him, 
to replenish the lakes, swamps, and rivers. And my understanding is, if the House rules specify that each team member has to drink equally, well, there kind of goes my strategy. How, but if Tidalic does all the drinking and leaves the skunk ape uh, sober and clear-headed and able to take his shots, then, then, then that's my rationale. Like, like this guy can just drink and drink and drink and just hold it like he's not even really digesting it. He's not like uh, having the alcohol get to his head. So if he, yeah. so if this giant frog is able to drink up all of the beer um, from his from his cups, then hey, that's advantage uh, beer pong team Josh Abad. <laughs> but also, not to get too weird, remember you and I would team up, and I would always like play your juggernaut. I would drink the cups, and then which, I would be straight. Yeah, which and then you would just keep sinking shots. Well, and and to be fair, because I if 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 sniper options were not available, yeah, like I would always juggernaut for you. Well, and and we, I will say this too, like like we our 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 whole kind of group, our whole kind of group, we were really good about partying and having fun. But when somebody said like, oh no, like I I still need to drive home, is it okay if so and so drinks for me? Is it okay if I switch to drinking water? Like we were always cool yeah. about it. We were always cool and not the whole like, oh, whatever, pansy. Like, 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 like. God, I think I juggernauted for like two teams once, like simultaneously. No, Just, like, yeah, like I back and forth. It's like, all right, I got it. We're good. Yeah, Let's I'm, go. I'm, I'm pretty sure there was at least one game where like you drink for everybody like like we were all kind of winding down it's like no let's play one more game i would game. love to say there was but i couldn't remember it. right exactly and so and, and so that's kind of my idea like if if it's something where um yeah like you you can just because to be fair i wasn't always that way i i have no problem saying this there were times where where i did have too much to drink and then like an idiot i drove home and Somehow, by the grace of God, got home safe. Didn't didn't get in a wreck. Didn't kill anybody. I remember saying like, "All right, that was fun playing Civil War." And then the next thing I know, I'm waking up in my bed. Like that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, in order to also don't drink and drive, yeah, kids. Just, just just don't, just don't, just call a cat. Well, and this was also before things like Uber and Lyft. You know, this is true, true, true. Th- th- this is back in the halcyon years of 2007. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, so, 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 so yes, that, that's also my kind of rationale for the, for the beer punk team is skunk ape just tries to be sweaty college dude, um, AKA Mayhan after, uh, Domino's and or McDonald's. Um, and then the, after hate hot and spicy, <laughs> cause my stomach hurts. No shit. No fucking shit, does it? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. So yes, I think, man, I would, I would pay big bucks to attend this cryptid Olympics. Watch all the events. Watch the track events. Uh, watch swimming. Uh, do a little beach volleyball, gymnastics, and then try to like sneak our way into cryptid Olympics Village afterwards and. Uh, play around a two or beer pong this this sounds like a great um overall contest uh showing showing the best <laughs> and most capable of cryptids seeing the glories of what crypti- of what the cryptid body can achieve <laughs> the imaginary body that may or may not exist that can or cannot achieve 
Oh, oh yeah. God. Okay. Well, I I I think this was a great episode. It's nice to kind of like like, like yes, we so we we patted ourselves. Fall on the back, back and regroup. But we're falling back and we're regrouping and we're and we're diving right into a new a new season of the Two Wizards podcast. Uh, Hell yeah! I don't know it, uh, any that, that's that's kind of my some, some of my closing thoughts. What are your what are your closing thoughts? Things you'd like to say? Maybe maybe events that we should have done. Maybe events that you were wishing that uh, were on the docket for this year. I thought about high dive a lot. I yeah. thought about um, triathlon, but again, the there's outside of Bigfoot, Big Feet, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> um, not a lot of cryptids with you know the ability to manipulate a firearm. So true. Yeah, mm. no, I'm glad with what we did. Mm-hmm. I think we did it right. And even now, like, yeah, listeners, stay tuned for what I can only assume will be like busting into your eardrums literally moments after you hear this one. Our follow-up episode for the meddling events after after we've done this after we've after we've been to the after we've been to the games and who did the things and who won the what's and yeah and that's about all I got. You know, it was fun. I like these kind of thought exercises where it's what makes a man a man. Yeah, sure, whatever. Pull out to Dana, but. Fucking pull out to, uh, cryptid today, yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Cryptid Tadena. Well, and yeah. and we will, we'll 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 come up with some way because uh, I, I think, like, I think it has to be something beyond just a like a Twitter poll. There there has to be some kind of number crunching or uh, sort of like random number generator. We'll 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 come up with some way to to have the results. Uh, and and yes, we'll report back to the to you. We'll find probably you and I just like yelling at each other about it after we get off recording. Yeah, no, like... no, probably, probably, um, and, and yeah, and and we'll make sure that we find our like eighties uh, 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 checkered sports jackets and clear like toupees and the little uh, 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 Bob Barker microphones to like stick with a little uh, foam foam ball on the end. So so we'll 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 do it up. We'll do it up, everybody. Uh, and 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 let us know who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for Markovia? Are you rooting for Joshabad? Uh, are you of the mind that the Cryptid Olympics Committee is uh, irredeemably corrupt and the whole institution needs to be abandoned? Uh, let us. Did know. we just pick and choose shit for whatever we wanted to do? Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you going to be the the one p- person um, running alongside the Cryptid Olympics flame trying to? extinguish it in order to draw attention to uh saving the whales or something i don't know i don't know but 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 tell us let us know let us know what you're excited about let us know uh who you're rooting for you can find us uh, on twitter at two wizards pod c1 you can send us an email to two wizards podcast at gmail.com uh you can find me josh on twitter at plaid barbarian and mark how can they find you you can find me on Twitter at Marky Stardust. And also, listeners, we have a new member of the Two Wizards Family Tower Tree Network, whatever. Uh, keep an eye out for our new our, our new show, Dang Old Podcast, which is me and my buddy Johnny discussing King of the Hill episodes. And yeah, it should be good. I am very excited about it. I know that you were telling me uh, uh, that that this was something that you and Johnny were, were, were wanting to get uh, going for a while. Maybe had a, a couple of forays here and there. I'm super excited for the dang old podcast, and uh, I I can't wait. I can't wait. Hell yeah! All right, everybody. Yeah, and as always, guys, let us know and keep in contact. And yeah, indeed. Until next time, 
Take care, everyone. Good night, everybody. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!